Blog Talk Radio. This is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Wiglet, Jiglet, what a race! Always be Mickey on the outside. Always be Mickey. They're off and it is on. And betting line has taken the lead. Two, two, boom! You're tuned in to Harness Racing's fastest 90 minutes post time with Mike and Mike, with co-host Mike Carter. Believe in the spirit? Do you believe in miracles? And Mike Bozich. Smoking Gun Shaman Hall production. Smoking Gun is flying. Here comes Smoking Gun. I don't know. That just happened. That just happened. That dial is another edition of Freestyle with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, we've got a uh, action tech show coming up, but we also have a, we're going to start it off with a uh, with a little bit of a somber note this morning. Yeah, we certainly are. We're going to pay a tribute to the life of the great Hervé Filion, of course, who passed away uh, this time last week. We actually broke uh, the story, broke the news on our uh, show towards the end of the show last week. And we, as far as my as far as my knowledge goes, Mike, the interview that we did with Hervé Fillion back in January, which we are going to replay here in just a few minutes, was the last interview that Hervé granted. That's to my knowledge. That's not official, but uh, I believe it is. And we're going to hear that interview in uh, just a couple of minutes. Plus, we uh, made a nice little uh, tribute package to Hervé that we're going to hear uh, in a couple of minutes as well. But Mike, we I was watching the Facebook reactions to the last lap Hervé uh, took the last lap around freehold yesterday a very very good crowd I know Pete Lawrence our good friend was uh, covering it on the Facebook and did a fantastic job with uh, his thoughts and the pictures of the crowd and pictures of the uh, carriage that took Hervé Fillion around freehold for the last time a very touching moment Mike I mean honestly he was this sports Babe Ruth that's how good he was. One of only just a few drivers to win over 15,000 races. And his character and his heart were just as big as his driving abilities. And Mike, he certainly will be missed. Yeah, definitely. Hervé uh, made his a lasting imprint on the sport. And uh, like we've said before, uh, the, you know, the price, you know, we all pay for love, um, you know, unfortunately uh, is grief. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it's one thing to, um, you know, we can't, you know, we try not to, uh, you know, dwell on these things uh, from our show standpoint. I know, uh, you know, we try to, you know, we talk about it and then we go on. But we, we definitely want to talk about this because, like you said, he was the Babe Ruth of our uh, of our industry and our sport. Uh, we're also going to talk to – was I getting ready to cut you off there? I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, Mike. I, I was just – yeah, I was going to uh, go ahead and recap the rest of the show, so go ahead and fire away. <laughs> All right, we're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna at least talk about this because uh, this is coming from uh, my neck of the woods. We're gonna talk to Paul Kelly, uh, Mike. Uh, he's gonna join the program to talk about Abragado uh, and his chances in the Cleveland Trotting Classic. And Mike, what a field we drew for that race uh, coming up at Northfield Park on Saturday. Uh, Resolve, crazy, wow, homicide hunter, a fantastic field of trotters coming up on Saturday. 
Yeah, we're going to talk to Paul Kelly maybe uh, about 11.15, 11.20 or so. Plus, we got the gang from the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. They have a big night coming up on Saturday, Mike, and uh, it's Sunstake Saturday, just a great car on top to bottom. And we're going to urge each and every one of you to follow us on social media. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, because I'm going to uh, I'm going to dust the natural off. Uh, dust the cobwebs off the natural and uh, take him to a Pocono and myself along with him and Tom Daly are going to have some interviews and some good stuff coming up from Pocono on Saturday. So you're going to want to stay tuned to our social media, uh, Facebook and Twitter for uh, maybe some Facebook live, uh, some interviews, some pictures, some quotes, some thoughts of the evening, maybe even some handicapping. So uh, you're going to want to stay tuned for that. But we've got uh, uh, Rick Kane, the race secretary, uh, the racing marketing director, Jennifer Starr, as well as the track announcer, Jim Bavigli. That's coming up towards the top of the hour. But first, it's our tribute to Herbe Fillion. Plus, we're going to replay the interview that we had with him back in January. That is all coming up next on this very special edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment this Friday as we bid farewell to John Campbell in his final race night at the Meadowlands. Join us in honoring the greatest harness driver of all time, Hall of Famer John Campbell. The night will feature a video tribute highlighting Campbell's accomplishments, a poster giveaway, autograph session with Campbell near the winner's circle, live TV interview, autographed whip drawings, and much more. For more information, visit PlayMeadowlands.com. I got six kids, and I don't walk on my sleep. I got a beautiful wife. I got a beautiful home. I got lovely kids. So, you know, I feel I'm on top of the world. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. When I see you again. 47-year-old Hervé Fillion, who won his first race at the age of 13, notched his 10,000th career victory at the Westchester County Fair May 24th. The milestone victory came with Commander Bond. Fillion has won about 4,000 more races than any other driver, and the horses driven by the Hall of Famer have earned more than $52 million. Could this be 10,000? It's Commander Bond coming to the stretch. Herve Fillion gunning him. Win number 10,000 for Herve Fillion. Little Brown Jack. Our hitter and 
Raiders dance them on up the rail. Albatross on the outside. Springfield is third, very special fourth. Dexter Hanover fifth and three quarters and one twenty-nine and four. And the pace quickens as Albatross drives to the front of the outside by a neck. But Nansamon holds the rail. It's Albatross and Nansamon as they turn for home. Springfield third and very special fourth. Albatross on the outside. Nansamon coming on again at the rail. It is Albatross and Nansamon. Nansamon moves back to the lead. Albatross coming on again as they come to the wire. He tucked in behind. It looked like a perfect trip. Well, I did have a perfect trip up, though. Forget, you know, mile 57 and 3, last half and 57 and 4, you know. The, the weather, the way it is and all that, you know. I feel it's a hell of a mile for my cold. A little bit disappointed with it, you know, because you just come from the jug. And believe it or not, all the year, never lift his nose to anything, you know. And uh, you jump over a scalper, believe it or not. That's unreal. Did you know you had him down this stretch? Did you know you were going to overtake him? No, around the turn, my horse was strong, real strong, and I thought I was going to win easier than I did. That's why I had to rush him real quick at the end there, because uh, the wear was coming. What about a three-year-old in the open field? It doesn't happen that often. Well, it doesn't happen that often, but this is a very nice coach. You know, I was very hard luck with him and the judge. Congratulations, Irving. You are now back up to Sandberg. Team with the official. I was born in 1940, and I was equal to Canada. It's about between Ottawa and Montreal. So, uh, you know, I got involved in horses when my I was nine years old. In 1949, my father, Edmund, bought the first race horse to race at the fair on Sunday to get the family out. And I started driving when I was 13 years old at the fair. Four horses in the race. So, uh, you know, it was quite a, quite a trail, but we've been keeping my record since 1956 when I was 16 years old. So, uh, you know, uh, I've been at it all my life, and I enjoy every minute of it. Spotlight this week shines on the soon-to-be 77-year-old Hervé Filion. Filion became the first driver to win over 400 races in a year and was able to achieve this accomplishment 14 more times. Filion is third all-time in career wins in North America with 15,180. He was voted the Harness Tracks of America Driver of the Year a record 10 times. Take us back to the early days. How'd you get started in the business? What uh, made you? Uh, what made you want to start driving horses? Well, my father, you know, uh, my parents had a big family. There was twelve kids in the family, and uh, every Sunday, you know, my uncle on my mother's side and my uncle on my father's side, they all used to gather at the house at the farmhouse where 
I was raised on more than Henri Quebec. And uh, they'd be busy every Sunday. So my mother said to my dad, we got to find something to do on Sunday at the church, you know, because, you know, we can't put up every weekend. So my father bought a horse, a man called Pine Ridge Tiller for $300, and we started racing him on a Sunday at a different place, you know. That's how the whole family got involved with all this racing. Hervé, tell us about uh, some of the moments in the sport that meant to, meant the most to you on a on a personal level. Well, the you know the most surprise. Well, it was a surprise in one way, but the the biggest thrill I got in the industry and the best the best satisfaction I got is winning with Nansen on the little brown jug. Nansamon on the inside, Albatross on the outside. The great champion, Nansamon on the lead. Albatross coming out of him. Nansamon is holding firm in the little brown jug. It's Nansamon coming to the wire. Albatross makes the move. Nansamon wins the draw. Nansamon wins the draw. They figured that Albatross, uh, Albatross couldn't get beat. He couldn't even bet a $2 wager on him. They figure he stood out so much. And Nansamon beat him. Hervé, you've been considered the Babe Ruth of harness racing by many people. What uh, what do you think's different about driving horses nowadays as opposed to the seventies, eighties, and even the nineties? What what do you think the big differences are? The big difference anymore today, the horse is so quick. Every horse can pace a quarter twenty seven anymore. You know what I mean? Any horse can go behind the gate. They qualify before they can put them in the box to race. And every horse can go for the seventh quarter, and the, you know it changed so much. The industry, you know, the the idea of the horse, you can make a move, you know. Like I, when I race out there, and every move was a good move, you know what I mean. And the easier time, I race, I win a lot of races on half mile track. On half mile track, you know, uh, you didn't need the the horse so much. To win the race, you could win the race with the fourth and uh, fourth and third best one in the race. But today, with the mile track and all that, you need the power more than the the driving skill. You know what I mean? If you got the power between the shaft, you'll do good on the mile track. And a half mile track is a little bit tougher because, like I said, you know, you need the best horse to win the race because there's some move you can make on the mile track and. You know, my my years, I used to have not the, what you call the fence inside, you know, there was no passing lane and this and that. So on the half mile track, you could win more, more often as far as I'm concerned. In 1995, Hervé and fellow drivers Fred Grant and Dave Ingraham were accused of grand larceny and conspiracy for allegedly fixing races at Yonkers Raceway. The charges were dismissed in 2000 when the three drivers acknowledged they failed to file state tax returns in 1996. A fourth driver, Darren Ryder, pleaded guilty in 1996 to a charge of tampering with a sports contest. Hervé was out of action for close to seven years. Well, I feel I was judged so terribly wrong. You know, they think I was a genius that I could fix a race by myself. There's a seven other old driver in there. What can I do? The, the, the people that I dealt with, I had a little problem in my business. 
and a friend of a friend that was 20,000 that he sent it to me. David Sittenbaum from Montreal and Danny Kramer, which Danny Kramer was a horse owner and he was licensed by the New York Racing Commission. The New York Racing Commission, they didn't do anything. They didn't suspend me. It was the town of, uh, of Westchester. What was the name? The lady that was the dead? Janine Pirro. Janine Pirro. She had something. She was going for politics. And I think they, they, you know, they came and they, 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 uh, they what do you call uh, Danny Kramer, the the captain's more like a tone or something. Anyway, they got me saying to Danny Kramer, well, you know, I couldn't finish turn with a horse. The horse was 26 to 1. 26 to 1, the long shot. And I told him, I don't see why not. I'm in the race. Why not? I can't even finish third. And he said that I said, if I put the whip here, I'll finish third. How can I say I finished third? Come on, no. I, I can't finish third. Make it before they throw horse race for crazy. Anything could happen. And I got a long shot, 26 to 1. I did finish third and got placed second. Something happened in the race. The horse got sent back. And then they called me. And then I had to wait. I had to get a lawyer, and then I had to wait and wait five years. And then I did that. I did six years, we wait, and then one year, uh, what do you call it, uh, on the uh, tailway. So that, that was a bad deal. Bad judgment anywhere, you know. And the racing commission, you know, they, they had nothing to do with that. They were, it was the Jenny Bureau of Westchester County that came from the state police or something. And anyway, you know, I was seven years out of action. I came back. I was not coming back because everything fell apart, you know, when I got sent down. When they, they took, you know, I couldn't drive. I was 55 years old. I was winning races left and right. I did that all my life. I win one out of every five races almost, you know. So, you know, it was a bad deal all around. And I, I felt very... I didn't want to go and come back driving at all. My son Brandon got me back. He said, see if you can get back and win the 15000 I think it was a hundred win short from fifteen. So I came back. I went to Pennsylvania and Delaware. And I got back and I reached at 15000 I tell you, the, the industry was real good to me. My family, the first 50 years that I had, or I should say the first 25 years, you know, after 25 years old, the next 25 years, I was five years in Delaware and Pennsylvania. And then in 1970, I came to New York and I did good. And I got I, from, six, from 65 to 75, in 10 years, I made it to the Hall of Fame. I was the youngest, the youngest guy getting elected to the Hall of Fame. So that was a big honor. Hervé officially retired in October 2012. His final win was at Ridu Carlton Raceway in Ottawa, Ontario. In 1971, he was made an officer of the Order of Canada and was awarded the Lou Marge Trophy. In 1976, he was inducted into the Canadian Horse Racing Hall of Fame and the United States Harness Racing Hall of Fame. Hervé, you see a lot of these uh, young guys out here now, and boy, they get their start early. Uh, you, see, you see them driving at 17, 18, 19 years old. Hervé, what 
is some of the advice uh, that you'd like to give to some of the younger guys, younger drivers trying to make their way in racing today? Don't cut yourself short. Don't drive. Don't try to win, to uh, go here and there. You know, I was gone to my family almost 16 hours a day. You know, I had the family in New York. We stayed in New York in the calendar school. Had three girls, three boys. So, you know, after a while, you live for the family because, you know, the family's going to be there for you no matter what. And then the racing won't be there for you all, all the time. And that's what happened to me, you know. The racing, you know. <laughs> it was not there for me, but my family was there, and I, I might have neglected my family the last, the last 20 years, the last 30 years, you know, on account of the racing. Racing going to be there, and without you, it's going to go on. But the family won't be there all along, you know. They're going to leave the, the house, you know. They're going to go in their own life. So you've got to enjoy them a little bit more than I did. Yeah, certainly your family's had a lot of success in the sport of harness racing, including your nephew, uh, Sylvan, who continues to drive very, very well. He's uh, he's had a, a, a fantastic career. What is some, what's some of the advice that uh, that you've given to him over the years? Over the years, you know, just, just uh, you know, when you drive a horse, don't kill a horse for one race. You know, you, you don't beat up on the horse to finish six. Let's say you went faster than the other guy that drove him. You know, you know, there's always next week, you know, there's next week coming. You don't want to kill him. Don't race the horse like it's your last race all the time because he'll, he'll come up short for you eventually. You know, but you got to give him advice, give him confidence, give him a chance. Just the one thing you are, if you win the race, you got a shot to win. So, you know, they'll come to you sooner or later. You can't you can pass a note. If you pass a note, you beat yourself in this industry. Hervé Filion has obviously accomplished a lot in his seven decades of the industry, a career which has had its share of drama over the years. Hervé's passion for the business is trumped only by his passion for his family, and he has far more than 15,180 reasons to be proud of that. For Post Time with Mike and Mike, I'm Mike Bozich. Okay, we're back live now on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. That was the interview that was conducted back in January with the legendary Hervé Fillion. Right now, we're joined by the race secretary at the Downs at Mohegan Sun, Pocono, Rick Kane. And Rick, I know we're going to talk a little bit about Sunstake Saturday coming up in just a few short days at the Downs at Mohegan Sun. But uh, we were talking, and I know you had some thoughts on Hervé that you'd like to share. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I remember I uh, was a kid. I used to see him on special appearances in New England, where my family was and everything. And I remember like uh, seeing him many times at Rockingham, Green Mountain. One time in Green Mountain, uh, he was in a race and the line broke, and he climbed up on the top, back of the horse and everything to bring the horse to a stop and everything. It was unbelievable. You know, you see his helicopter parked in the infield and everything. And uh, I've only met him years. A few years later, one of my first year at Rockingham, when he made appearances there and everything. And uh, also, like in 78, I think it was, um, when I was the assistant at Hinsdale in New Hampshire, 
we had him come up there in a special event, and uh, he was in 10 races, and he had one scratch, so he had nine drives. And for the nine drives, he had eight wins in one second. And, you know, he was driving a caliber of horses like a lot of horses, like $750 claimers, $750 claimers. And he was making moves with these horses like they were in the Little Brown Jug. I don't think those horses ever had moves like that their entire careers, but he was, like, winning with horses like you wouldn't believe. He just had this way with drive. He would get more out of a horse than any man I ever saw. Rick, one of the things that I think made Hervé very, very good, not only was obviously his driving ability, uh, the fact that he won over $15,000 races, just a handful of drivers to do so to accomplish that task, but his character, his personality, his outgoing oh, personality that connected with the racing fans, I think that was just huge, and I think that's why a lot of people do call him the, the uh, Babe Ruth of Harness Racing. He He was very colorful, and he was friendly to everybody. And when you met him, like uh, I, like I said, the first time I met him working at Rockingham, I was thrilled to meet him. And I think every time I met him throughout the years, I always still had that feeling like that was the first time I met him or anything. He was just a great guy. Visiting with Rick Kane, the race secretary at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Rick, you guys have a big uh, weekend coming up Saturday. Of course, is Sun Stakes Saturday. Just a great card. Uh, top down, a lot of great stakes races, a lot of great storylines. Rick, from a race secretary's point of view, tell us uh, about the process of putting these races together, how they may differ from your regular overnight events. Well, these, these races... Um... They're sort of stakes, but they're really early closers. Uh, they have a payment in February, and they subsequently make three more payments to make them eligible and everything. And um, it's, uh, you know, just that builds up the purses and such. And, uh, you know, you try to get the best, and we, we usually do. Rick, any of these races uh, that you're most anxious to see, which which one or two stands out? I know they're all great, but which one or two do you think stands out that's well, going to be great for the public? It was fascinating with the draw and everything. The, the key horses, I think, in every race, they, they drew very well. You know, as a, you know, uh, our stakes finals are a little bit different. Uh, it's an open draw, whereas a lot of uh, events, they uh, winners in the eliminations, they usually pick their post positions. But you know, we make it another factor, like it's an open draw. But yet, the, a lot of the horses, the key horses to watch in all four events, drew pretty good in this. Um, with the exception of, like, the the, the filly, uh, Ariana G, and the uh, Earl Beale, you know, she drew the A-hole and everything, but she's still going to be very competitive in there. Absolutely. The first filly, I believe, ever to race in the uh, Earl Beale, and uh, she's a slight morning line favorite to get the job done. Uh, Rick, before we let you go, tell us a little bit about how, and I know you've uh, you've had the sun stakes here when you were race secretary at Harris Filling, of course, now at Pocono. Tell us about uh, some of the sun stakes in the past, maybe some of the memories and how this sun stakes compares to uh, the uh, ones of years past. Well, right off the top, everybody still remembers last year with the Ben Franklin it was a matchup of those three great horses uh, in the final. First time they ever met, and, uh, and it didn't disappoint them. As, as everybody knows, they finished one, two, and three in the final. But uh, that that was a great event and probably the most hyped race of uh, that year and quite a few years, in fact. All right. Well, Rick, we certainly appreciate you joining us. I know we'll be there on Saturday covering it for post time with Mike and Mike, and uh, we'll see you then. Good luck this weekend, my friend. Thank you, sir. All right, that was Rick Kane, the racing secretary at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. And, uh, Mike, he was uh, 
very good to share some thoughts with Hervé Filion. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, it seems like a lot of people have some very good positive thoughts about the, the legend that was Hervé. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, as I was listening to his interview and listening to uh, some of the interviews he did in the tribute that we did to begin with, I mean, what an outgoing individual and, uh, you know, what a great guy. I didn't get a chance to meet Hervé Filion, but, uh, you know, it would have been a uh, it would have definitely been a joy. And, you know, as far as the stakes race is coming up on Saturday at Pocono, lots of great stuff, including Mike uh, Freaky Feet Pete, who uh, raced extremely well in uh, defeat last week. Uh, you know, he didn't make the final. But I'll tell you what, he his elimination went almost two seconds faster than everybody else's. So uh, definitely, uh, definitely glad to see him come back and uh, you know be kind of the same Pete uh, that we've you know that we've come to know and love. Absolutely. Our discussion about Sunstake Saturday coming up this Saturday at Pocono continues. We've got the racing marketing manager, Jen Starr. She's going to be joining us here in just a few minutes. Plus, we'll also talk to track announcer, Jim Bevigli. We have our running aces segment coming up, hosted by Darren Gagne. And plus, we'll hear from Paul Kelly. His charge, Abrogado, will be facing some other very talented older trotters in the Cleveland Classic coming up on Saturday. Still a lot to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. We'll get to Jen Starr after this commercial break. Don't go anywhere on post time with mike and mike presented by bet america here at the stable our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse the stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standardbreds the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations. Racehorse Adoption Program. Consider who we are. According to the 2010 Equine Census, we are 28,340 people with 81,000 horses on 16,040 properties that comprise 587,000 acres. Our assets are $5.6 billion. Our direct operating expenses are $363 million. And our economic impact has never been accurately measured, but is in the billions. We are every breed and every discipline in the horse world, and we are the place where many of those disciplines began in these United States. We are the Maryland Horse Council. For more information... Visit mdhorsecouncil.org. That's mdhorsecouncil.org.
Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. We're joined now by the Racing Marketing Director at the Downs at Mohegan Sun, Pocono, Jen Starr. Jen, how's it going this morning? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. We really appreciate the help. And talk to us a little bit about what's going on on the promotional side. We know we got some big races coming up on a Saturday, but uh, we also want to know about what you guys have going on for the fans. Well, I couldn't be more excited about this night, as always. The eliminations were terrific, and we're really looking forward to the finals. Like you said, the racing, spectacular. And we've got a lot of stuff going on for the fans. First of all, we want to let everybody know, come on out, get here early. There's plenty of seating, and it's free parking, free admission. We'll have food outside. We will have bars set up outside. So literally, you could just park yourself and watch the great races and enjoy yourself all night long. We've got college basketball coaching legend Bobby Knight stopping in for autographs and photos and he'll be here at 5 o'clock right before post time 5 till 6.30 and he'll be glad to pose for photos we've got a, an authorized photo that he will sign we'll hand it to you as you get in line this is a wristband event so pick up your wristband at 1 o'clock while they last and then you'll be able to meet this legend starting at 5 o'clock so fans are really excited about that and we are really looking forward to bringing him on the property for the first time and then we've got a great giveaway, so pick up your racing program, grab the coupon, and we've got a laptop bag sponsored by the Standard Bread Breeders Association of PA in the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. And the first 300 fans, take your coupon down at 9 o'clock and redeem that coupon and grab it and have a nice souvenir of a great Sunstake Saturday, a great night of racing, and hopefully you will display it proudly. All right, everybody certainly loves giveaway items. Jen, I noticed that uh, especially for the eliminations and even uh, in qualifying mornings, you've also been doing some Facebook Live trying to give people uh, perhaps a behind-the-scene look at what goes on uh, in the paddock and what goes on uh, at the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono. Is that something you're going to have time for coming up on Saturday? Well, I hope to definitely do that whole experience for the fans. I'll be down there the entire night, and I'll be shooting some live as they go out for post parade, as they're, you know, kind of getting ready. I'll try to get some live videos of, of the connections. I know everybody will be excited and nervous at the same time, so we'll try to get some quick interviews with the connections. But mostly I want the fans to see exactly what's going on behind the scenes, and I'll make sure I shoot a lot of good video and pass it on and You know, make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Downs at MSP. Join the conversation. Give your thoughts. Give your picks. Have some fun with us all night long. And follow me on Facebook, um, Jennifer Starr, easy enough. And I'll make sure that I post videos all night long and we'll have some fun with the fans. 
Now, Jen, uh, let's talk about, you know, let's talk about how fans can get involved. Are there any Twitter hashtags or Facebook hashtags that they should be using? Um, are there, you know, anything that they could use to connect with you guys? Well, the uh, hashtag Sunsteak Saturday I have ready, and then you could hashtag it Franklin, Hempt, Beal, Lynch, and join the conversation that way. And we'll make sure that we can get everybody involved and, and just like I said, give your thoughts, give your picks, you know, comment on the races, comment on the finishes, make sure you share. And if you want to share something else, you want to share a photo, if you're outside, absolutely share it. We welcome all of our fans to get involved. Once again, Jen, uh, start joining us. Jen, it's a great car on top to, da- top to bottom. Let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the horses. Uh, Freaky Feet Pete made his 2017 debut. It was a very solid debut. Went out to the front, set very good fractions. He will be in action once again coming up on Saturday night. Plus, you have Melmero, who's just been on fire. And, of course, I think perhaps the biggest storyline of the card is uh, the Philly. Ariana G facing the boys the first time that a Philly has ever competed in the Urbeal. Your thoughts on uh, some of the horses that you're looking forward to see racing how could we not be so excited for this filly to be in the beal i mean just for the fact that she's a top filly and she's in the beal against the boys that right there is a terrific storyline and she's just she just looks so confident she looks so phenomenal in the elimination race i mean that that whole race looks absolutely amazing and everybody is looking forward to seeing ariana g out on the track uh even with that post i mean i think she's i think she is just the one to beat and that's that's all there is to it and and for you ladies that are coming out feel free to display your colors of pink because we've declared it you know fabulous philly night and wear your pink to encourage ariana g and to cheer her on to her finish i'm really excited about the hemp i mean how could you not be excited about that race with fear the dragon down by the seaside and me so fast what a race that was in the eliminations that just looks like such an amazing race and i mean just some of the horses in there that that the the horses that you didn't think would would actually make it into the final and that are in that final for this week that alone looks phenomenal with santa fe's coach i mean anthony napolitano i had a chance to talk with him uh right at the tail end of last week and he just said you know i i'm just I'm so excited to be driving in this final, and I'm so excited to be part of Santa Fe's coach. So right then and there, you've got a great story, too, and it looks like a terrific race. And like you said, the Franklin, Keystone Velocity, Melmara, and and Delta Winner. This race, this Franklin, I know last year's Franklin was the top three, the big three, and everybody was talking about the hype about this. This Franklin there's no less hype on this race. It looks absolutely amazing, and anything could happen in this race. Yes, Melmara looks to be the most popular and the, the strongest in the field, but, hey, it's a race, and once they hit the track, once they go behind the gate, you just never know what's going to happen. That's right. Uh, that's why they run the races on the racetrack and not on paper. Jen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. We're looking forward to a big night. I know we'll be out there covering it for post-time with Mike and Mike. Uh, of course, Sunstake Saturday will get a lot of the attention of the Harness Racing Media as well as it should. We'll see you Saturday night, Jen. One quick mention, our Rainbow Pick 5, which will be races 10 to 14, the carryover going into Saturday, $44,789.66. Play wow. the Rainbow Pick 5. 20 cent wager, 15% takeout. We're really excited about that too. All right. All the gamblers out there, you definitely have to send it in on that because that could certainly make for a, a great night if you could land that thing. Jen, we appreciate it. We'll see you on Saturday. Thanks for your support. 
All right, that was Jen Starr, the Racing Marketing Director at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. More Pocono talk coming up with the racetrack announcer, the fine racetrack announcer, the guy that will be calling all the action, one of the very best in the business, Jim Baviglia. Plus, we're going to hear from Darren Gagne a little bit later on in the program. He is the host of the weekly Running Aces series. And plus, our good friend Paul Kelly will be joining us as we'll talk a little bit uh, about the Cleveland Classic coming up. Mike, I know you're looking forward to that with Albergado, Resolve, Crazy Wild. There's some great ones in there. Homicide Hunter as well. That's going to be a fantastic race. And we'll touch on that coming up on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania, and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, and we're joined now by the track announcer at the Downs at Mohegan Sun, Pocono, Jim Baviglia. Jim, how we doing, buddy? Uh, we're doing great, guys. Thanks so much for having me today. All right, Jim, you guys have an exciting, exciting weekend of racing coming up, uh, and it's all taking place on a Saturday. We're going to go over a couple of the uh, couple of the races that you guys have coming up on Saturday, and uh, we're going to start with the ninth race, uh, the James Lynch Memorial for three-year-old fillies. And uh, talk about an uh, uh, impressive field here, Jim. Uh, Agent Q draws extremely well, but how good was Tequila Monday in her elimination? She raced extremely well, and she draws the rail this week. 
Yeah, she was really sharp. It was a funny night, the eliminations. I thought there were a lot of horses, some of the bigger horses that were a little bit tentative, you know, just worried about making the finals. Eliminations are kind of a tricky thing. How hard do you push? But I thought Tequila Monday was one of those that was really on top of her game, you know, coming off the fan Hanover, which was a little disappointing for her, beaten favorite. Uh, she comes out, and she was really sharp. She draws the inside post, and she's going to have a chance to get revenge because Agent Q's in that field, betters up, who won the fan Hanover is in that field, uh, and those are the two horses that finished in front of her in that race. So this will be her chance to say, oh, okay, I am the three-year-old uh, filly to watch in this field. I got to tell you, gentlemen, that uh, really hurt me, that fan Hanover, because I had Agent Q wheeled in that pick four, and it was the first leg, and she was 16-1, to 1 and she missed by, it, it says a nose, but I'll tell you what, guys, it was a lot less than a nose that she missed by, but obviously she draws post four years. She'll be uh, obviously uh, very, very good. Certainly, Aaron Lambert will have her ready to race. You mentioned Betters Up, of course, who uh, won the fan Hanover narrowly, uh, coming off that good second against the elimination, but yeah, Tequila Monday has been very, very good she really opened up a lot of eyes in that uh, big one at yonkers uh, in the lismore where she just spurted away and i know we had talked to dave miller a uh, little bit uh, about that race uh, when we had him on a week or two ago when he was talking about agent q and uh, he said yeah i mean tequila monday just with a turn of foot was able to stride away and she draws uh, post one so it's going to be very very tough but jim moving along the max hemp the five hundred thousand dollars obviously this is another race the glamour division if you will it uh, we always look forward to fear the dragon against down by the seaside once again but me so fast i know jen star mentioned it what an effort by me so fast in the, his elimination yeah that was kind of a, one of those kind of strange elimination races where he just zipped on by fear the dragon and it looked like fear the dragon just didn't have any response now that was a horse coming into that race that was unbeaten and me so fast didn't have those kind of credentials only had one win in six coming into that race but he's a ron burke trainee and, you know, I, I'm a little doubtful that he's for real, that he can hang for, with Fear the Dragon and down by the seaside in this kind of a mile with, you know, with, with the big stakes on the line. But uh, Matt Kikaley is, a, you know, a semi-regular Pocono. He loves this track. And so if you're looking for somebody to upset the apple cart from those two Brian Brown horses, it's certainly me so fast. But I think you're going to see a real great rematch uh, between Fear the Dragon and down by the seaside in that uh, final. Yeah, Jim, with Huntsville uh, skipping out on uh, the race at Pocono, mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Fear the Dragon and um, Down by the Seaside are the two big names. But there's another horse in here. Uh, we, we, we've had to kind of laugh with other announcers about this, uh, about this horse, and we're gonna make, I'm going to make the same joke with you. How hard is it to uh, keep yourself on track when you're saying uh, Funkin' Waffles? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going there. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, it'll be, it's probably a good thing that it's going to be an exciting race because, you know, like, and it'll be fast moving because I won't have time to think about it. I think if it were a race where Funkin' Waffles was winning by about eight lengths, then, then that might creep into play where, where <laughs> you're thinking about the variations on the name. But uh, he's, he's for real, that horse, too. I mean, John Butenshane has been red hot in sire stakes and things like that, Stallion Series races at Pocono at late. 
and uh, he had a, he had a tough post in the elimination. He gets a much better look at it here. You know, he's one that if Fear the Dragon and Down by the Seaside beat each other up, he's one that could conceivably pick up the pieces. So, so yeah, that's the one good thing about a race like that. You don't have time to think about that name uh, as it goes on. Well, real quick, as we're moving uh, moving along, we'll move along to race 11 here in just a second. But uh, last night I had a horse I was calling at Northfield, and the horse's name was something something Sable, and I kept saying Stable for some reason. I don't know why. And, uh, you know, I called it right the entire way, and then at the wire I said Stable. So, you know, it was just uh, one of those things. But uh, the 11th race is yeah, Ben You Franklin. know how it is. Oh, yeah, definitely. Ben Franklin, free-for-all for uh, – Pacers is race number 11 going for a purse of $500,000. Now, Freaky Feet Pete, uh, we were talking just a minute ago uh, with Jen uh, Starr and uh, between me and Mike Bozich that Freaky Feet Pete, he put in one of the faster, uh, put in one of the, fa- or created one of the faster eliminations as they went in 148 and 3, which was won by Keystone Velocity, who came from off the pace, close to that really quick pace. This week, Keystone Velocity draws the inside. Of course, you have Mel Mara on the outside, who went 148 and 4, all bets off. Uh, put in a game effort, finished second uh, against Keystone Velocity uh, in his last start. And, you know, it kind of was created a pace scenario for all bets off. He likes to close from off the pace. How do you see this race uh, shaping up? I see this one as the one race where I think the favorite is most is the most vulnerable. And I think Melmar is a fantastic horse, but I just think that there's going to be so many horses, unlike last week where, again, the eliminations, okay, you're just trying to make the final. I think there are going to be more horses like Freaky Feet Pete in there who are going after it, and that's going to make it, even from an inside post, I think it's going to make it tough for Melmar, who likes to be on the lead. Uh, this is the race, I think, where, you know, you've got one through nine there. I mean, you guys look at that field. There's not a horse in there that's a clunker. I mean, they're all stupendous. So I think it sets up for somebody coming off the pace. Now, Keystone Velocity has shown he could come off the pace, but there's a bunch of others that are kind of peaking. I mean, I have dealt a winner 5-1, to one, and he won his his elimination for fun. I mean, he just blew by them. So this is, I think the most wide open field of the four stakes races with all these great horses and uh, probably the most difficult to handicap. Yeah, that's going to be a fantastic race. And that is really going to depend on race shape. But like you say, I mean, if you're looking for somebody from off the pace, I know all bets off has a really wicked late kick, you know, rock and roll world who got buried last time has a real good late kick. So you're right. If the pace does seed in the final steps, Jim, we could be looking at some pretty hefty prices. Yeah, I mean, even like a horse like Shambhala, he was way back in the field in the elimination, and he came flying up to to make the final. And, you know, he's had big wins in the past. Boston Red Rocks, who was outstanding last year. The times have been great this year for Boston Red Rocks. He just doesn't have that win to show for it. So, I mean, even those horses on the outside come into play in this field. And, you know, Mel Mara, I think to win, he needs to get that lead and really control it. And I I just don't know if that's the case. I still think he's going to be bet as the favorite, but I, I think he is the most vulnerable. All right, Jim, race 12 is the Earl Beal, that three-year-old open trunk going for a purse of $500,000. And obviously the big storyline here is the filly, Ariana G. She's just been so very good, and she faces the boys here uh, in this Beal, the first filly ever to compete in this race. She's uh, been given the 5-2 morning line favoritism. She draws outside. She's just been flat-out awesome. 
Yeah, and uh, I saw an interview with Jimmy Tacker uh, talking about how different a horse she is this year, that she's become more of a horse was, I think, his quote. And she's gained weight, and he said last year she was just really fast, kind of didn't know what she was doing. This year she's kind of in control of it. And you saw that in the elimination. She did what she had to do. There was nobody coming after her. She was rated perfectly by Yannick Gingra. I think she got to the half in 57 and change. So she's coming into this final absolutely fresh. She didn't have to work at all in that one. Uh, Long Tom is the one to watch, uh, unbeaten. It gets the one post, whereas Ariana G has the eight post. I still made Ariana G the favorite because Long Tom, you know, in his elimination, uh, you know, I had him as the third choice in that elimination. Now, he was the bet as the favorite, but, you know, I wasn't quite convinced. Now, he, he went a good mile there. But, I mean, you look at the times Ariana G was doing at the Meadowlands, and they kind of dwarf what Long Tom was doing. So even from an outside post, I think that horse, if she gets on the front end, uh, which she's able to do, uh, she's going to be tough to beat. So, I mean, the sentiment, I think, will be with the Philly as well. I think there's a lot of fans out there who want to see that. Um, But it it should be a real test for her to see if she can indeed beat the boys. And, you know, if down the road, you know, she does become a Hamiltonian horse instead of a Hamiltonian Oaks horse. All right, Jim Baviglia joining us. Jim, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, That's the voice you'll be hearing coming up on Saturday night, calling all the great action. By the way, Jimmy, just had a birthday pass not too long ago, so on behalf of all of us, your post time with Mike, and Mike, a very special happy birthday. (laughs) And one more thing before we let you go, because every time we have you on the program, we always got to talk about, you know, what's what's going on in the book world. I know you're an author, and you Uh... write a lot about the music and stuff. How's that going? Uh, it's going great. Uh, my uh, most recent book, Counting Down the Beatles, there are 100 finest songs, came out this past March. Sales are going real well. Right now I'm working on a book on the uh, songs of the 80s, and what's been cool about that is I've had the chance to talk to a lot of these artists uh, that, that made this great music. So that's wild for me because I grew up in that era. So so getting a chance to interview these people has been a lot of fun. So so hopefully you're going to see that next year, but, but it's, a, it's a lot of fun for me to do that stuff. Well, I'll tell you what, you talk about debating Beatles songs, we'd have to have about a six-hour show to debate. Which, <laughs> we might, which, yeah, we might have to have a, a special Mike and Mike just for that, special edition, right? Well, I'll tell you what, that'd be a marathon edition because there's so many great songs. And everybody, you know, that's the thing about, and that's how you know how great the Beatles were because if you, every person you ask has a different favorite song by the Beatles. But very rarely do you have uh, the same answer. That's hey, just how great and diverse hey, hey, they Mike. were. Hey, Mike. Yes, sir. Who 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 are the Beatles? I'm just kidding. Who are the Beatles? <laughs> just kidding. Totally kidding. Yeah, yeah, oh boy, he's he's showing his age. We're we're in trouble, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I know. He, Carter he just turned 21. He just had his first beer last week. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks a lot. Jim, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. Looking forward to hearing your voice on Saturday night. Uh you guys, you guys do such a fantastic job. Thanks so much for having me. All right, thank you, buddy. All right, bye bye. That was Jim Bavigli, the voice of Pocono, and uh, also an author. And, uh, yeah, I mean, great book. I read a little bit of it. Just a fantastic book. And uh, he writes about the music, so make sure you follow him on uh, Facebook. He's a Facebook guy. I don't think he's got Twitter. He's a Facebook guy, so you got to like him on Facebook. Speaking of uh, a guy at Facebook, uh, very uh, uh, out there on Facebook and Twitter, is our good friend Paul Kelly. He's the trainer of Abregado, and he's going to be joining us coming it's Cleveland Classic action coming up on Saturday. Mike, what a great field of trotters that is. Holy moly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we uh, we got a great field. Uh, defending champion Abrogado is in the field. Crazy Wow drew post two. And, of course, Resolve trainer driver Ocas Fonstead brings Resolve in. It's definitely going to be a uh, interesting race, that's for sure. 
Paul Kelly talks on Brigado next. Plus, we have a running aces segment coming up, hosted by Darren Gagne. Still a lot left on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment this Friday as we bid farewell to John Campbell in his final race night at the Meadowlands. Join us in honoring the greatest harness driver of all time, Hall of Famer John Campbell. The night will feature a video tribute highlighting Campbell's accomplishments, a poster giveaway, autograph session with Campbell near the winner's circle, live TV interview, autographed whip drawings, and much more. For more information, visit PlayMeadowlands.com. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. with Mike and Mike, Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. We're joined now by the trainer of Abrogado, Paul Kelly. Paul, how's it going, man? Uh, it's going well, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. Paul, you bring Abrogado back to Cleveland to defend his crown. He won the 2016 Cleveland Trotting Classic. He comes into this race. Uh, been racing very well. How's he training, and how's he look to you? Well, he's uh, he's he's doing great. Uh, he he had a really good winter um, in South Florida. Um, we decided that um, we'd kind of start the season a little later this year. Um, last year, you know, it's a, it's a long year um, to keep a horse sharp and and fresh throughout the year. Uh, so we just thought, you know, now that he's seven, maybe we'll just kind of shorten it up a little bit um so we decided mm-hmm. just to start them a little later also we've got a a new race this year the uh the spirit of massachusetts which is at the end of this month so the fact that we might have missed the cutler and um the maxi lee um we had we had this other race to shoot for uh you know right before uh, the cashman at the meadowlands but horses he's he's doing fantastic you know, I'm glad you brought that race up, Paul, the spirit of Massachusetts. And then we'll get back to the Cleveland Classic and more about the nuts and bolts of this race in a second. But this uh, race is making it uh, – it's going to be the inaugural spirit of Massachusetts. Uh, and, Paul, this has to be – and I know you're from Maine. This has to be uh, a big, big accomplishment for the horsemen in that area to bring this kind of race uh, back up there. You know, it's it's a fantastic accomplishment for uh, – for Plain Ridge and for the New England Horsemen. Uh, yes, I, I grew up in Maine, but believe it or not, I also grew up in Walpole, Mass., the same town as uh, George Ducharme. In fact, uh, I went to school with George's uncle, so uh, I've, got, I've got quite a bit of history right there locally uh, at Foxborough, or, for, or former uh, New England, New England uh, Raceway or Bay State Raceway. Uh, as a kid going there to the races all the time, uh, we we had some uh, standard breads. That's kind of really where we got started ourselves. Uh, my father buying uh, a few standard breads and and, ra- and racing there. So 
it's uh, it's kind of cool. It's almost kind of coming f- full circle to be able to go back there, and then to race in a race like this is uh, it's just going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of excitement. It's you know we're really really looking forward to it. Paul, let's talk a little bit about the uh, race coming up on a Saturday, the Cleveland Trotting Classic. Abrogado draws post number four. And uh, two starts back, uh, he was here in Ohio for the Charlie Hill Trot and put in a game second-place effort. That was his first start of 2017 after uh, a few qualifiers, that he was second to Crazy Wow. Obviously, resolve in Crazy Wow, draw to your inside. Uh, how do you see this race uh, kind of setting up, and what do you think about Abrogado's chances? Well, my horse is coming into the horse, into the race in, in great shape. So, you know, that that's really the only way I can kind of speak for it. Uh, I would have liked to have been on the inside of both those horses or at least one of those horses. But um, my horse, he gets off the car pretty good. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll see what Mark wants to do. That's, uh, that's his job. That's why he drives the horse. Um you know, if we're not if we're not on the front, I imagine we'll be uh, first up attacking on the outside. And Obrigado, he's fine with that as long as he's got a target. Uh, you know, he'll he'll just keep coming. He won't go away. So it'll it'll be it'll be a very exciting race. Now, Paul, uh, real quick before we let you go, you talked about the spirit of Massachusetts and the Cashman. Well, what other things are maybe on his radar this year? Pretty much everything that was you know, on the uh, schedule for last year at this point. Um, we missed the uh, Maple Leaf Trot last year because he spiked the temp about, well, actually the day they were going to draw the eliminations, he spiked it out of the box. Um, so we'd like, we'd really like to be back there for that race. And um, obviously, you know, we'd like to uh, uh, get back into the international trot at, at Yonkers. And, you know, to do that, He's going to have to go out and, you know, prove that uh, he's one of the top uh, U.S. candidates to, uh, you know, to represent, you know, the United States in, in that kind of a race. But, you know, all those major races, um, we're, we're aiming we're aiming for each and every one of them. We, we just take it one race at a time. And, um, you know, we just hope for the best. All right, Paul. Well, good luck coming up on a Saturday. And uh, hopefully I'll be meeting you in the winter circle uh, come Saturday night. Well, I hope so. I'll be there, so uh, I hope I hope we get to meet right there. That'd be great. All right, Paul. Thanks so much. Uh, we're talking a little bit about Abrogado coming up this Saturday in the Cleveland Trotting Classic, Northfield Park. And, Mike, what a field, uh, as we've said uh, throughout this entire show it is. Resolve uh, for Trader Drider, Ocas Fonstead, Ron Burke brings in Crazy Wow. Paul Kelly brings in 2016 champion Abrogado. It's definitely going to be a lot of fun. You know, yeah, and uh, a, ho- a horse that – gets overlooked in a lot of these races is a horse by the name of Vilsonio Dream. And this is a horse that draws post three here for driver Aaron Merriman and is knocking at the door of a million dollars, has uh, quietly made $947,000 in his career. So you better uh, you better keep an eye on him. Plus, uh, of course, we talked about Homicide Hunter from the outside. Maestro Blue Chip is another horse that uh, can go with these at times. So it's going to be a very, very interesting race. You know, the fact that in, once again, if you look at this on paper and you and you see oh my goodness resolve drew, drew the rail this race is over that's not over by a long shot because you've got a lot of talented horses in here and i'll tell you crazy wow has been really really on fire i really like the maxi lee effort and uh, this horse proved that that wasn't a fluke follow that right up 
uh, with the win in the Charlie Hill. And after Mike only having one win in 2016, this horse has really come back with a vengeance in 2017 in his five-year-old season uh, after, of course, the uh, good three-year-old season. So you better watch out, certainly for Crazy Wow. A lot of other gambling alternatives in this race other than Resolve. By the way, I'm watching this Twitter back and forth, my friend. <laughs> I'm watching Twitter back and forth, my friend, just so you know. And uh, for those of you that uh, are just listening to the show and, and aren't following us and doing the whole interactive thing on social media as the show is going on, okay, uh, hashtag send it in, okay, our good friend Gabe Pruitt. He's got T-shirts uh, for sale now. By the way, please purchase one because all the proceeds uh, go to uh, the Sam McKee family, so please do that. Um, but uh, – they're, they're making fun of me again. They're making oh, fun of me again come on. because I used the term send it in a little bit earlier. Carter puts on face, uh, puts on Twitter about the, some kind of copyright infringement. And, you know, so now him and Pruitt are going back and forth having oh, fun listen. at my expense. So listen, that, that's what happens when you make me the social media director. You know, I, you know, I try to have a little bit of fun. What can I say? Now, you know, Pruitt's been up here. He's been at the Meadowlands now for about a month, month and a half. And how many journeys do you think he's, he's made down here with his wallet to buy me dinner? Not one. Yeah, not, not one. And, you know, listen, if he, if he does come down there, you know what he's going to do? He's going to take you to uh, supersize it. That's what he's going to do. Yeah, he's going he's to take me right over here to White Castle or something and buy me a cheap uh, a 50 cent hamburger. I know. I know exactly how it goes. Listen, I've, got, I've got a lot. You know, I've got a lot of friends like that, Mike. Listen, you're you're talking to one of them. I, when you yeah, were here, I, I, I didn't even buy you a beer when you were here. How about that? No, I'm kidding. That's, that's, but, well, uh, I bought you, you plenty. I know. Yeah, I know. I noticed. Yeah. I'll tell you what. That was funny, Mike. I noticed that every time the bill came around, you you disappeared. I, I noticed right. that. That was I took, I took very convenient. I made, listen, I made Kate pay for one. I made you pay for one. No, I'm kidding. But uh, and, 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 you know, listen for those for those who listen to our show on a regular basis, we got a running ace in segment to get to here in a second. But yeah. uh, for those who listen to the show on a regular basis, obviously you guys know uh, we talk. You know, we talked with Gabe Pruitt about Pompano, and uh, but yeah, if I could talk, and uh, you know, we're all. You know, we're a pretty close knit of friends, and that's the great thing. You know, me, Bozich, and Pruitt, the nice thing, we could all go back and forth and kind of joke around with each other a little bit, except for when Bozich plays his 20 cent exact, and then, well, I got to kind of crack the whip a little. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, you know what? I'll tell you what, Pruitt's, a, Pruitt's one of my greatest friends when he loosens up on that wallet. There's cobwebs on that thing, let me tell you. <laughs> so, anyways, all right. Well, we got our Running Aces segment coming up next. We've got a little bit uh, too much fun here. We got to kind of go back on course. But, uh, we're going to talk uh, running aces as Darren Gagne comes on. He's got an interview, and he also will do some results from last week, and we'll talk about what's coming up this week on our running aces segment with Darren Gagne. Consider who we are. According to the 2010 equine census, we are 28,340 people with 81,000 horses on 16,040 properties that comprise 587,000 acres. Our assets are $5.6 billion. Our direct operating expenses are $363 million. And our economic impact has never been accurately measured, but is in the billions. We are every breed and every discipline in the horse world, and we are the place where many of those disciplines began in these United States. We are the Maryland Horse Council. For more information, 
visit mdhorsecouncil.org. That's mdhorsecouncil.org. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the Upper Midwest. Located just off I-35 and just north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota and available at simulcast centers and on ADWs across North America. With live harness racing action on Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday nights from May through September. This season, Running Aces introduces the new 20-cent jackpot pick five wager. For more information, visit our website, runaces.com. Hey, it's Darren Gagne here at Running Aces Casino and Racetrack, and it is time to recap another big week of live racing action just completed here at Running Aces. It all started back on Saturday night, June 24th, where we featured the three-year-old Minnesota Sired Pacers in action, and in the $8,000 Minnesota Sired three-year-old Colts and Geldings pace, Wonder Bull turned in another wonderful performance, converting a pocket trip into a five-and-a-half-length dominating win in 154-2 on Saturday night with the last quarter in 27. And four, with trainer driver Nick Rowland in the sulky for owners Rick and Lisa Peters of Iowa. Wonder Bull is by Artistic Wonder. In the $8,000 Minnesota Sire three-year-old Philly Pace, swinging again. The Philly by Voracious Hanover with driver James Yoder turned in a very impressive win, closing from well off the pace in the early stages to win drawing away by a length and a half at the wire in 154-1, last quarter 27-3. It was a mild upset over the heavily favored What It Do Baby Boo uh, with Rick McGee at Philly finishing second. Swinging again is owned by the Wolfswinkle Pacers and trained by Gene Miller. On Sunday, June 25th, the $11,000 Open Handicap Pacing Event for Horses and Geldings with the feature on the card. And Rollin' and Rock with driver Nick Rollin' picked up a pocket trip and easily converted that into a sixth straight victory for Rollin' and Rock, pacing the mile in 152-3 on Sunday, the last half in 55-1, last quarter 27-3. Rollin' and Rock is now a perfect two-for-two at running aces in 2017. He's owned by Dwayne and Connie Rollin' and trained by Dwayne Rollin'. This Sensational five-year-old pacing gelding by Rock and Roll Hanover is now fast approaching the half-million-dollar mark in career earnings after Sunday's victory. Another big performance at Running Aces by Roland and Rock on Sunday. In the $13,000 Minnesota Sire three-year-old trotting event, also on Sunday, the filly, I'm a Pixie at Midnight, once again impressive for her second straight win in this event with another perfect drive by trainer-driver Nick Rowland. I'm a Pixie at Midnight got away in third position from the nine-horse field and made a tremendous sweeping move past the 5 eighths marker to take control and draw away by six-and-a-quarter lengths, trotting the mile in two minutes and two-fifths, a new lifetime mark. I'm a Pixie at Midnight is owned by Set the Pace Racing, LLC. Nick Rowland dominated on Sunday with another big grand slam. Four wins on the program for Nick Rowland Sunday. Steve Wiseman had a big night as well with a hat trick. Three wins on the program for Wiseman. And Tim Mayer and Luke Plano both had driving doubles on Sunday. Then on Tuesday night, June 27th, one of the most impressive performances came in the $10,000 Open Handicap Trot, where it was Banker Volo who once again rewrote the record books here at Running Aces, posting the fastest trotting mile in the history of the track once again in 154-2. and two. It was the second time in two weeks that Banker Volo has rewritten that record. Driver Luke Plano sent the superstar trotter right to the front from the outside six post, and they never looked back from there, widening the lead at every marker and registering the victory in six and a half 
length romp in 154 and 2 once again the fastest trotting mile in history of running aces the ultra sharp eight-year-old stallion is by yankee glide he's trained by jenny king for owner dan roland of iowa also featured on the Tuesday night program, the $11,000 Mayor's Open Pace, and it was best of Jenna. She did not disappoint her fans, as she posted another brilliant gate-to-wire tally as well for her fifth straight victory at the top pacing level for Mayors at Running Aces. Best of Jenna and driver Rick McGee brushed immediately to the lead from post seven as usual and controlled the affair. They faced a furious late charge in the stretch from Shark Festival and Mooney Swenson, but Best of Jenna responded gamely and fought right down to the wire to hold on and win in 153-3, winning by a neck. The winner is trained by Rick McGee, and Best of Jenna is owned by Dr. Ken and Jana Lee Rucker. She's now a perfect 5-for-5 five five this season, Best of Jenna. The Minnesota Sire two-year-old Pacers made their debut on Tuesday evening, and it was Ain't No Uppy Girl by Wind Me Up, who took the $8,000 Philly Pace in 201-1 with Joe Casagrande in the sulky for owners Devan Otterloo Stables and trainer David Flynn. Then in the $8,000 Colts and Geldings pace for two-year-olds, it went to Giggle Monster, also by the sire Wind Me Up, with a very sharp gate-to-wire performance in 158 flat. Dean McGee aboard for owners Allen and Cheryl Sandbolt of Iowa, and Giggle Monster is trained by Denise Mayer. Also Tuesday night, the sharp four-year-old pacing gelding Fire Drake by Dragon Again, also turning in another Rage or Sharp dominating win in a very nice $6,500 condition pacing event as he turned in another new lifetime mark in 152-2 for owner Jessica Johnson. Trainer driver Nick Rowland waited for no one off the gate and sent the Razor Sharp pacer right to the lead. They turned back a strong challenge from Fire on the Water with James Yoder throughout the middle portions of the mile, forcing Fire on the Water to settle for second. Fire Drake has now won four races in a row and five of six starts this season. Nick Rowland also dominated the proceedings on Tuesday night with another Grand Slam, four wins on the program. Live racing returns this weekend at Running Aces. First race post time on Saturday is 6 p.m. Central. Free live music after the races every Saturday night. Sundays are family days. Family night racing on Sundays at Running Aces. First race post time, 6 p.m. Central. And ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, coming up this coming Monday night, that's July the 3rd, a special live racing program Monday night, Military Appreciation Night on Monday. And we will be celebrating the 4th of July on Monday, July the 3rd, once again with a special live racing program and a cookout outside on the apron at Running Aces. Don't miss it. Again, special live racing on Monday, July 3rd. No live racing on Tuesday, July 4th. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper Midwest, located just off I-35 and just north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota and available at simulcast centers and on ADWs across North America. With live harness racing action on Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday nights from May through September. This season, Running Aces introduces the new 20-cent jackpot pick five wager. For more information, visit our website, runaces.com. All right, thank you very much, Darren Gagne. It's our weekly Running Aces segment. Once again, we'll hear from Darren next week about the happenings at Running Aces. Mike, we talked about it before. They've been getting some giant crowds up there at uh, the beautiful Minnesota Oval, and that is on my bucket list, Mike. Uh, I definitely want to go. Maybe we should uh, uh, get a road trip uh, together and uh, go up there to Minnesota. 
Listen, listen, Kate's uh, Kate's brother is moving up there to work at the Mayo Clinic. It gives me an excuse. Maybe I'll, maybe we need to take a ride up there. Well, there you go. No question about it. Well, we certainly appreciate everybody joining us uh, on this post time, Mike and Mike. Special thanks to all the guests. Just a couple of notes, uh, Mike. Uh, don't forget on Saturday. You're going to want to keep it logged in. Uh, on our social media here at Post Time with Mike and Mike on Twitter and Facebook. We're going to be doing some Facebook Live. Uh, we're going to be uh, all the action coming up on Saturday, Sunstake Saturday at Pocono. We're going to have blow-by-blow coverage. Myself, along with Rich Matei, Tom Daly will be up there as well. So just keep it locked to our social media, Twitter and Facebook. Plus, Mike, we've got a remote coming up, a second of our uh, remote series. Of course, we did the Molson Pace, and now it's time for the Meadowlands Pace. That's coming up on July 15th. And uh, Mike, myself, uh, of course, will be there along with uh, Jess Gotten will be joining us, along with Rich Matei. And uh, we'll have a showtime for you coming up soon, Mike. I know when they, uh, we obviously have a, about a three hour window to work with, so we have to wait and see oh, what yeah. the kind of post times are given, Mike. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to see what kind of post times we're given. And uh, the Meadowlands Pace is our next live remote. And then after that, Mike, I'm headed to Indiana. We're back to Indiana for the Dan Patch. So uh, lots of fun stuff coming up over the next couple of weeks. Make sure you stay tuned to all of our social media platforms and uh, check us out. But, uh, Mike, I think uh, that's all I've got. Do you have anything else for him? Well, we do have – yeah, we've got the – well, a couple of things real quick – we do want to uh, send our prayers and condolences uh, to the family and friends of uh, longtime Ohio horseman uh, Doug Hinklin, Mike. Yeah, Doug Hinklin had a uh, suffered a heart attack um, last night. The uh, last update that was posted is that he's still in ICU uh, in a paralytic state to allow his body to rest and uh, kind of cool down after the events from last night. So. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, them. And uh, the other thing, uh, before we came on the show, Mike, we talked about it. it looks like uh, the, everything's going to uh, probably work itself out for Vernon Downs. So we're excited for that. You know, uh, we we never want to see uh, a racetrack uh, close or for whatever reason. And it uh, looks like things may work out there in the state of New York. Absolutely. And one final note, Mike, uh, a guy that's been a contributor here on Post Time with Mike and Mike in the past, our good friend Matt Rose is celebrating a birthday. So on behalf of all of us here at uh, Post Time with Mike and Mike, happy birthday, Matt Rose. We'll see you next week with a Post Time of 1030. For Mike Carter, I'm Mike Bozich. See you next week.